Welcome to the Faith for My Generation podcast, where our vision is to shake and shape a generation with the power of God's Word. We're on one mission, to raise up a generation of powerful believers through the relevant teaching of God's Word. I'm so thankful that you're here today. I'm your host, AJ. Let's get into the episode. Good morning. This is your wake-up call. Wake-up call 019. Happy is wake up call 019 happy is hey i'm thankful that you're listening to the faith for my generation podcast i hope you're having an awesome start to your week every wake up calls released on a monday morning but maybe you're listening to this on a tuesday afternoon on a friday evening whenever you're listening to this i'm thankful that you're listening to the faith for my generation podcast and uh, hey if you haven't subscribed yet on the podcast channel whether you're apple google play Stitcher, Spotify, make sure you follow or subscribe so they don't miss any of the future episodes. And let's get into today's wake-up call. Oh, and I'll say this as well. Um, If this is your first time listening, I'm your host, AJ, and I'm thankful to have you. All right, let's get into the wake-up call today. Wake-up call 019, happy is. I want to turn to Proverbs chapter 3. Proverbs chapter 3, beginning with verse 13. I'm going to read several verses. Proverbs 3, 13 is where I begin today in this wake-up call. The Bible says, Happy is the man who finds wisdom, the man who gains understanding. For her wisdom, her proceeds are better than the profits of silver, and her gain than fine gold. She is more precious than rubies, and all the things you may desire cannot compare with her. Length of days is in her right hand, and in her left hand riches and honor. Her ways are ways of pleasantness, and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to those who take hold of her, and happy are all who retain her or hold fast to her. In the book of Proverbs, especially the first several chapters in the book of Proverbs, wisdom is described as this this lady, this woman. And of course, the book of Proverbs begins in uh, in chapter 1. It says, verse 1, the Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel. And he speaks these to his son. Verse 8, it says, my son, hear the instruction of your father. Do not forsake the law of your mother. So the book of Proverbs, of course, is inspired by the Holy Spirit through the man Solomon, a man who had wisdom from God. And he writes down the book of Proverbs. And throughout the book of Proverbs, there's many, many instructions, rebukes, corrects, corrections, rather. Um, and, And all of it is embodied in what is wisdom. Wisdom is not just knowing what is right or wrong or what to do. Wisdom is knowing how to apply knowledge. And the book of Proverbs deals with how to apply the knowledge of God in your life. Again, it's not enough to know what to do or how to do something. Uh, you you got to be able to put it into practice, and that's what wisdom is. And throughout the book of Proverbs, especially the first several chapters, wisdom is given these female pronouns. And in fact, there's some comparison of wisdom, how she will bring you happiness, and then 
comparison to the, the harlot, <laughs> the, the wicked woman. Uh, and of course, this is a father to a son, but uh, the principle r- remains the same whether you're a man or woman. Uh, there, there's good and honorable relationships, and then there's destructive relationships. But here we get to Proverbs chapter 3. And actually, a couple wake-up calls ago, uh, despise not, I remember, was one of them. Uh, Forsake not was another one. So if you missed those, go back and check those out. We covered some of those verses in Proverbs 3. But here I'm studying, and I get to Proverbs 13 through 18. I said, wow, this is is a great um, thing to understand, that if you want true happiness, you're going to have to submit your life to the wisdom of God. The wisdom of God will produce happiness longevity, peace, wealth, riches, honor, pleasantness in your life. In fact, in the book of Proverbs, there are eight Beatitudes. Beatitudes are a way to live, a way to be, if you will. Of course, the Sermon on the Mount, we have the Beatitudes that Christ gives us. You know, blessed are those that, uh, that mourn. Blessed are those that are poor in spirit. Blessed are those that hunger and thirst for righteousness. And, and he can, blessed are those that are meek because they will inherit the earth. And Jesus is showing that as we allow the Spirit of God to work in us meekness, uh, a hunger and a thirst for righteousness, that it will bring to us what God desires to give us. Well, the book of Proverbs has, has eight Beatitudes. You know, blessed is the man that does this. Well, in Proverbs 3.13, we have happy is the man. So let's find out, how do you get happiness? What is the key to uh, being happy? That's a good question, isn't it? What is the key to being happy? Well, verse 13 tells us, happy is the man who finds wisdom. The key to happiness is finding wisdom. The wisdom of God. Now, good news, where can you find the wisdom of God? Well, it's pretty accessible, isn't it? Right here in the Word of God. The wisdom of God will produce happiness in your life. I'm going to tell you something. You cannot apply the truths of God's Word and His wisdom to your life and not be happy. You cannot do it. Yeah, you you cannot do it. Because the wisdom of God, as we're going to see here in just a few moments, produces good things in your life. In fact, the wisdom of God will produce in your life what money cannot buy and what people cannot give you. So notice this. Happy is the man who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding. Now, the next comparison in verse 14 has to do with wealth. For her Proceeds are better than the profits of silver and her gain than fine gold. Gain and proceeds, profits, proceeds, profits, and gain. Those are all investment terms, business terms. And what the Bible is saying is the wisdom of God is of greater value than any return on investment you can make on money. The wisdom of God is more valuable. It is a greater rich, it's greater in riches than what any money you could generate on an investment or on labor or on a product. Now, 
I believe the Word of God is not only true, but practical. So the wisdom that I receive from the Word of God, it literally is more profitable to me than what money can produce. That means the wisdom that I receive from God is not something that can be lowered to a monetary value. Let me say it this way. The Word of God is more valuable to me than any of the riches of this world. But there's a practical application inside to this as well. The Word of God will produce in your life what money can't buy. You know, a lot of people try to chase riches and chase money. And it's almost like they think that money is the, is the end, the end of the means. But really, all is money is just a tool in life. You know, it's what was the proverb? I, I don't know if it's a Chinese proverb or one of these age-old proverbs. It's not biblical, but it's this proverb: if you if you give a man a fish, he'll eat one time. But if you teach a man to fish, he'll eat for a lifetime. Now, there's some truth in that. If you teach someone a skill, if you give someone uh, knowledge and wisdom that gives them an ability that adds value to them in the marketplace. They can then take that and go produce in the world. But if all you ever do is just, if all you can do is just stick your hand out and hope someone gives you something, you're at the mercy of other people. But the wisdom of God elevates you above the mercy of other people. You don't have to be at the mercy of other people's opinions, thoughts, or actions. The Word of God empowers you to a place that is actually far richer and far greater than what money can buy, what silver or gold can give you. Verse 15, she's more precious than rubies, and all the things you may desire cannot compare with her. So the so God is giving, He's giving us an evaluation. He's giving us, excuse me, evaluation. Got to remove the E off there. He's giving us a valuation. In business, you will have a valuation of a company. In other words, uh, I've got a business and it produces a million dollars in net profit a year. Okay, as an example, if that business produces a million dollars net profit a year, you're not going to go just sell it for a million dollars. If you have a company that produces a million dollars net profit a year, you're not going to sell it to someone for a million dollars. Oh, yeah, well, that's a lot of money. No, all you did was sell it to them for what you can make in one year. You, you, there's a valuation. Hey, this is how much it's generating each year. This is how much I expect it to increase. And this is how much it's worth to me for you to write a check and take it from me. You know, maybe you've watched the show Shark Tank. They always talk about valuations on products or services or ideas. It's not just the moment, the, the immediate amount of money it can make right then, but over a lifetime, what can it produce? And the Bible's saying the wisdom that is found in the Word of God is far greater than anything you can desire. There is, imagine the most valuable thing in your life. The Word of God's far more valuable than that. Now, here's some reasons why. Verse 16, length of days is in her right hand. I don't know about you, but you can't go to a vending machine and purchase five more years of life. But you can go to the Word of God and learn how to have length of days. Immediately, I think about, what is it, the fifth commandment of the Old Testament, of the Ten Commandments. Honor your father and mother. Because as you do that, length of days will be added to your life. The, 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 I take that literally. I honor my parents for many reasons. I love them. 
their blessing to me. But also I'm commanded to do it by Scripture, and I know that it will add length to my days. The Word of God will add length to your days. Simply obeying the Word of God will keep you out of places that can shorten your life. The Word of God will teach you how to take a hold of your physical body so you don't eat yourself to death, so you don't abuse your body, so you don't fall into sin, so you don't get into sexual sin and you know get sexual diseases and have heartache and brokenness of heart and mind, so, so you don't work yourself to death, so, so you don't abuse uh, your, yourself or, or, or other people or, or have broken relationships. The Word of God will teach you how to build a life that is strong and long-lasting. And that's something riches can't buy. So the Bible's saying, hey, think about the most valuable thing you can think of, and it's still not as valuable, as precious, as the instruction, as the wisdom that comes from God's Word, because God's Word will give you length of days. In the Word, in the Bible, we can find the promises of God. Think about it with healing in the body. God has promised healing in the body. He said healing is the children's bread. Look, supernatural divine health, which I believe is a covenant right of the child of God. It is something that's real, and it's not real because of my experience, but I have experienced the divine healing power of God, and even so, the health of God. It's one thing to be healed, it's another to walk in health, and that's your covenant right as a child of God. The stripes of Christ bear receipt of God's goodness to pay for our healing. Money can't buy that. Even the best medical help, think about it. I'm so thankful for doctors and nurses and medical staff and everyone that helps people that are hurting. But even doctors and nurses, when they're being, you know, just plain and straight to you, they, they can only mend up and sew up and help so much. Really, lots of times doctors and nurses are giving you medication or surgeries to stop um, the body from let's say, overcompensating for, for, for something that's in it or, or help the body out to essentially get the body in a place strong enough to heal itself because God has made our body in such a way that it will do that. You know, you cut your finger, your body doesn't have to be taught how to grow that cut on your finger back up. It just begins to, from the inside out, you know, you can't even see it as it happens, but over time that cut gets healed back up. Maybe there's a little bit of a scar there, but it heals itself. But there's a thing that God has given us, divine healing, divine health, and that's far greater than anything money can buy. Think about it. The woman with the issue of blood, she spent all the money she had trying to get remedy in her body, but one touch of Jesus brought her health and healing, a long-lasting sickness and in one second, she's healed. Man, that's more than the money that she had could buy. She spent all her money in 12 years and couldn't get healing. But the power of God's Word brought it because we understand that Christ is the embodiment of the Word of God. Now notice this. Right after that, length of days and in her left hand, riches and honor. The Word of God will put you in a place to prosper. That It's just that simple. Some people, it's so funny too because it's usually people that are very well off you know, they, they're kind of well-off, and a lot of American folk, no, I say a lot. There's some American Christians, they're, they're well-off, they, and they're commenting on their $1,000 iPhone about prosperity gospel, this or that. But let, let's be honest, uh, you're well-off as you're, quote-unquote, hating on teachings of prosperity. Now, can you get unbalanced and, and go hard and heavy on one side, of, you know, just prosperity? Sure, you can. 
But you cannot deny the fact that when you submit yourself to the Word of God, He'll bless you, including riches and honor. Now, let's keep it going. Verse 17, her ways are pleasant. There's six blessings of wisdom. We've already covered a couple. Length of days, riches and honor. The next one is pleasantness. The wisdom of God will make your life pleasant. It will make your life full, graceful, happy, pure, kind. It will give you a good life. The wisdom of God will give you a good life. Next, verse 17, all her paths are peace. That's something money can't buy. You can't buy peace, but the Word of God can produce peace in your life. The Word of God can produce peace in your marriage, peace with your children, peace with your parents. The Word of God will produce peace in your life. Last verse, she is a tree of life to those who take hold of her. Just like in Genesis 2, where we see the, in the Garden of Eden, there is the tree of life, and anyone that eats the fruit of it will live forever. Well, the wisdom of God is a tree of life. It's like you had this magical tree in your backyard, and you went outside, and you would eat the fruit of it, and it would cause you to live forever. That's what the Word of God does. The Word of God gives you eternal life because through the teaching of the Word, we receive faith to believe on the finished work of Christ. You know that Jesus is a Savior, and He's the risen Son of God because of the truth of God's Word. You know who God is because of how He has revealed Himself through His Word. And wisdom, the knowledge of God, produces eternal life, not just long life on the earth, not just health and healing on the earth, not just riches and honor on the earth, not just peace and pleasantness on the earth. It produces eternal life in you. And lastly, happy are all who retain her. Notice that. Verse 13, happy is the man who finds wisdom. Verse 18, happy are all who retain her. So take a hold of the wisdom of God. Fall in love with the Word of God. Open your Bible today and see it in a brand new way. See it as wisdom from God for you and how it will change your life. See, obeying wisdom and knowledge causes you to live a long life, even entering into eternal life. Wisdom of God, the wisdom of God will not just give you a long life, it will give you quality life. And the wisdom of God is the source of life. Wisdom will give you what money cannot buy. Wisdom will give you peace. And the word peace there, I'll make note of this as, as well. The word peace in Hebrew is shalom, which is much more than just an absence of conflict. Shalom means all is well. Nothing missing, nothing broken. Everything's good. That's what the wisdom of God will do in your life. It'll bring you to a place where you can say, all is well. Hey, I'm so thankful that you've watched today. If you watched on Facebook, Instagram, make sure you comment. Let me know that you have. If you're listening on the 
podcast channel. If you've not left a five-star review, I don't know what you're doing. Leave a five-star review. If you can leave a 10-star review, do that. Uh, it's five is the highest you can go. But if you're able to do that for me, I appreciate that. And always, more importantly than all those things, make sure you tune in this Thursday for another teaching on the Faith for My Generation podcast. And remember, we are the faithful. See you next time. Thanks so much for joining me for this episode of the Faith for My Generation podcast. Remember, every Monday I've got a brand new wake-up call for you, and every Thursday I've got a brand new episode right here on Faith for My Generation podcast. And remember, we are the faithful.